Hebrews chapter 5, and let's begin reading in verse number uh, 12. So Hebrews chapter 5, and we'll begin reading in verse number 12. For though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God, and you have come to need milk and not solid food. For everyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But solid food belongs to those who are of full age, that is, those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. And may the Lord bless his word as we have it read into our lives today. From the moment you are born, your life is on a on a, a direction, a vector, if you want to say, to become a mature human being. Your goal in life as you go is to increasingly be able to do things on your own. Uh, a mother with a baby, that baby is completely dependent upon the mother when she is carrying the baby in her womb. And then when the baby is born, there is a certain separation that happens from the mother and the child. But still, the child is dependent on the mother. But every month and every month that passes, that child increasingly, if the schedule is correct, will become more independent of the mother. At some point, the child will be able to be weaned. And another time, the child won't have to be carried, but can crawl and walk on its own and do all of the things bodily that the child needs to do without the parents having to do it. And then furthermore, as they go into grade school or that age, then they uh, become increasingly able to read for themselves and they become able to think for themselves and they become engaged with other people and realize that other people have ideas and have perspectives that are different than their own. And so the child, as they grow, they hopefully gain uh, more independence and they become able to stand on their own. But as a person matures physically, they also have to mature uh, with their social standing. Uh, we have to deal with other people. So you know in school, one of the roughest times in life is middle school, uh, that age that we call middle school today. That's a tough time because you're dealing with a conflict almost every day with somebody's personality. And those conflicts uh, are, are not easy. They are difficult. In life, that struggle to, to grow up is a struggle with other people. It's a struggle with yourself. It's a struggle with your parents. It's a struggle with nature itself because nature itself will throw all kinds of things at you that you find difficult, like sickness or perhaps your stature. Some people, in fact, I find very few people that are very happy with the way they look. You know that? They're not very happy when they grow up. They're not happy. I, I, I've talked to some of the most beautiful and handsome people in the world that are teenagers and, and to a person, they all say, well, I don't like this about myself. I don't like this about myself. I don't like that. It doesn't matter. I mean, they can be uh, absolutely beautiful or handsome, and it doesn't matter. They, got, they, they, have, they feel their faults because when you look at a mirror, what do you do? You see your faults. Another thing characteristic of, of growing up is that the young person wants to be an older person. The young person wants to, to have all the benefits of maturity, 
but doesn't want all the responsibilities of maturity. But they certainly want to grow up. They don't, they don't like having to be t- taken everywhere. They don't like all the decisions of their life being made for them until you start saying, well, here, you can pay the bills. <laughs> you, can, you, can, you can go out there and work the job and I will switch places with you. And then they might say, yes, let me do it. But I think that that experiment may not work very well. So, so growing up is a struggle. It's a difficulty. But in our hearts, we want to grow up. We want to. And when I talk to kids and, and, they, and they ask me, and they say, Mr. Hayworth, uh, did you want to, uh, did you like being a teenager? And I say, well, I enjoyed it, but I have more fun now. I do. I have more fun now. Now you say, some of you are saying, well, wait just a couple of years, Keith, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to change your mind. <laughs> but but in terms of just the sheer independence that you have as a, an adult, and if you are, are wise in what you do, it's much more enjoyable to be an adult than it is to be a child. Uh, but so many young people, they just don't see it. They don't see it. They're young and they're immature and they don't realize because they don't know what they don't know. They don't understand. They've not had those Times. You know, for instance, in the middle of struggling with teenager living, you, you think that's the end of the whole world. You know, so-and-so doesn't like me. So-and-so said this about me. And you go home, you tell on them. And, then, and sometimes one of the worst things parents can do is get involved in it. You know, sometimes it's just good to let the people deal with their own problems unless there's violence or some serious thing because it's, it's just part of this world. It's an imperfect world. It's a world where we are struggling to survive. We're struggling to get to be mature. It, there are roadblocks to maturity, and these roadblocks to maturity are constant. Well, nothing's more true in life than the fact that there are roadblocks to maturity for our spiritual life, because from the moment you become a Christian, you're supposed to grow up. We're supposed to grow up. We're supposed to become mature. But it's very hard, just like growing up in our physical life. It's hard. And when we start with it, life, we, we drink milk, and then we get weaned off to, so we can eat solid food. And, and you need the nourishment of solid food, and your body needs to, to process it properly because you need all those proteins that build you up and you need the, the, the fats that also help store energy for you and just make your cells work. You need the minerals that you need. You need all those things in solid food, and it's a very important thing. But spiritually, I think that most people in the Bible days, they were having this problem, and if they were having problems then, I have a feeling that we're having problems today. And that is, I think we have a lot of spiritually immature people in the world. And and the writer of Hebrews, who I think was Paul, he said, you know what, I wanted to give you a meal of solid food, but so many of you I'm having to deal with just these basic problems. So-and-so said something. Oh, I hurt my feet, got my feelings hurt. Oh, something went wrong. I don't like this, don't like that. It's, it's in our hearts, folks. We're just, we're just people who are gloom and doom if we're left to our own devices. We are just going to be negative. We're going to be prone to pick out the flaws 
before we pick out the good things about any situation. So we need to grow up. We need to grow up. And what does it take to grow up? Because you have to have certain things to grow up. So let's, let's look at some of the things we need. Now, let's see, first of all, that maturity requires a certain appetite. Okay, so you got to start here with our appetite. We have to have a certain appetite. A lot of people, they just want to keep drinking the milk, you know, and I still like milk and cereal myself, but, but I don't drink milk out of a bottle. No, I don't. I don't do it because I want to make sure I eat some solid food. Now, I grew up in East Tennessee where uh, we would mix milk and cornbread. How many of you have ever had that before? It's very good, isn't it? So uh, I will still eat some of that if I ever cook cornbread, but it is delicious. But solid food makes a meal. You have to have a solid food spiritually. And solid food spiritually is going to require a little bit more chewing. <laughs> it's going to require you to digest it properly. It's going to require you to get it and chew it up and, and that's why the Word of God is so important, because if your appetite includes the solid understanding of God's Word, then you're going to say, I'm not sure how to, to bite into this. What do, how do I do with this? Uh, how many of you have ever gone to a restaurant in, 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 as an adult and, and to a, that you've never gone to before and it had a whole different type of food than you've ever experienced before? Raise your hand. Like, for instance, if it was a Thailand or, or some other Russian food, I don't know, whatever it is. Now, sushi, some of you, when you eat different food, you have to kind of be a little brave. Uh, there are a lot of people who are very conservative and don't ever want to take a risk and eat another type of food. It just, it's just a phobia to a lot of people. I don't want to try another type of food because I'm a little afraid. And I, I think that's natural in our, our nature. We're a little bit hesitant, maybe. And, and I think that's taught us with experience. A child will eat almost anything you put in their mouth, right? Because they don't know better. But in life, when you have gotten sick over some foods, you're going to be a little more picky about what you eat because you're mature. But the Bible has a whole lot of solid food that I think we don't try. We don't eat it. We don't spend time with it. And we're not digesting and chewing it up and therefore, we're not getting the energy. We're being uh, de uh, depleted of the necessary spiritual minerals that we need to deal with the, this world in which we live. We have to have the right appetite. And, and that's what Paul here was saying. For though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God. And you have come to need milk and not solid food. Try to get into the Word of God and, and, and read it. If you've, if you've been a Christian for many years, you should, should already be able to, to, to teach and help other people. And teach doesn't mean that you're smarter than them. It just means that you can guide them towards the Scriptures in the places where God wants you. It also means that in your own life, you won't have to be reactionary and reacting to every problem and, 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 and living in fear every time something goes wrong, which always does go wrong. I heard a story about a boy who was scared of the dark and his mother 
was doing some chores and said, son, I want you to go out on the back porch. And it was, it was at night. And I want you to go out there and get that broom. He said, I don't know where the broom is. And she says, it's somewhere out in the back porch. He said, well, it's very dark there. And he was afraid of the dark. He didn't want to go out there in the dark and mess around for that broom. So the mother says, well, son, you don't have anything to be afraid of. The Lord is there. He's everywhere. He's always there, and you don't have to worry ever when the Lord is in a place. He looked at her quite skeptically, and he was unsure. But finally, he went to the door. He cracked it open. He looked out, and he says, Lord, can you give me the broom, please? <laughs> and I think that's the way we look at our problems. We, we think that, oh, Lord, will you solve my problem for me? Will you solve my problem? And, and that's, that's just what babies do. You know, want every problem to be solved. Did you know that God wants you to solve problems? Do you hear what I'm saying? He wants you, wants me to solve problems. He, he, that's what mature people do. They solve problems. A baby doesn't solve problems. They create problems. A a mature person solves problems. And the Lord, he will hold us our hand, but he will also let us deal with things in this world because he wants us to be mature. He wants us to be walking on our own. He wants us to be dealing with things. And that's why it's important to have the right appetite and to have solid biblical food and if you're not regularly digesting the Word of God in your own life, remember, you're, you don't need to rely on a preacher. You need to rely on the Word of God. You need to directly be taught from the Word so that when you are in a church service or in a Sunday school or a Bible study, you can listen to the preacher. If they're not saying something right, they need to be corrected. They need to be, you need to ask, why did you say that? Because they may need to be uh, taught something themselves. The preachers don't know everything. They don't know all things. I learn all the time from people. But you need the word of God because it's your teacher. God's your teacher, not me. And, and that's why you got to eat it yourself. Don't just rely on sermons and from listening to things on the radio. Now, the scripture also, I think, in this message of maturity is that not only does it require a certain appetite, like solid food, it requires a certain skill. Now, notice what he says here next. For everyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. Now, skills are very important. This week, uh, well, actually, last week or so, we lost our little cat. She died, got sick, and died. So that was sad for us. We don't have children, so it was really a pain to us. But this week, <laughs> uh, bright idea here, we got ourselves another little girl called a dog. <laughs> she is a dog. She's a puppy dog. She's, she is something else. And I can already see that, yeah, she's cute, she's cuddly, and she's got to be taught because she's just a puppy. She's just a baby. She doesn't know what she's doing, and she's going to do it. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I have to 
teach her. I have to spend time with her and train her. And that training has to be done. If I don't train that dog, that dog is just going to keep being that problem. And that child, or not call it a child, but that little thing is going to become a, a big thing. And that big thing is going to be a big problem. I, I think Bill Gothard, I think it was Bill Gothard said years ago that adult problems are just youth problems that never got fixed. And if you think about that for a moment, it kind of makes sense. If you don't fix your problems as a child and as a young person, when you get older, guess what? You're still gonna have problems and maybe worse. So please fix your problems when you're young and no better time than the day. And God wants us to be skilled at something. To be skilled means you're trained. You have to spend hours and hours and hours doing something. Practice, practice, practice. I had a head of school one time uh, who was, uh, he was a really good uh, uh, principal at our school. Anyway, he, he said, you've heard it said that practice makes perfect. He says, no, but perfect practice makes perfect. Do you hear what I'm saying? Practice doesn't make perfect, but perfect practice makes perfect. So you got to practice correctly. And, and how do you become skilled in the word of righteousness? By exercising in the word of righteousness. By, by when you have a problem, instead of just saying, oh, I got this problem and trying to look online and solve every problem, if it's an emotional, spiritual, social problem, why don't you just get on your knees before God, open up the Bible, and even randomly look through and say, Lord, show me how I can solve my problem because I guarantee you, you're going to find a benefit from spending time with God and getting Dr. Jesus to look at your situation. He wants to help you. He wants to, to really give you the skills you need to live in this world. And we all need those skills. If we're not skilled in the word of righteousness, if we are not at all, then we are not going to be able to handle very hard situations. And in this world, how many of you have ever faced a hard situation? Uh, I'm raising both hands. You got hard situations all the time. And you can't be a baby when you're trying to solve a hard situation. You've got to be mature. You've got to be grown up. And you've got to be skilled to handle complex situations. There's no such thing as simple problems. There's all kinds of complex problems. But you and I need to make sure we're skilled in the word of righteousness. So we need to have a certain appetite. and We need to have solid food. But we also need to be skilled. That means time. Now, God can save you instantly. He really, he will. He'll save anybody who calls upon the name of the Lord. You'll get saved. Is that the end of your life? No, you just, you get born again if you're born again. At the moment, sometime in your life, when you realize God is right and I'm wrong and I need Jesus to save me, at that point in your life, when you were willing to say, I think Jesus Christ is the one man who I trust, that's the point when you got saved but you were not instantly given the skills necessary to do everything you need to do. You have to grow and practice and practice and practice. It takes time. Don't think that your Christian life ended the day you were born. It actually just started and you keep living. You keep living longer and you hopefully get better 
And you're never too old to learn either. You're never too old to learn. So we need the right appetite. We need the right skills. But it also, we require, it requires a certain exercise, a certain duty. Notice how he says here, but solid food belongs to those who are of full age, mature. That is, those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Now, nothing helps your appetite better than hard work. When you work hard, you get hungry. I have found that to be a fundamental truth of life. As long as my body is in good health, and if I work hard, I, my stomach starts growling, I start getting hungry. Sometimes I will go without eating because I have a job to do because that hunger motivates me to get the job done. You know, it really does. And when I finally get the job done, you know what happens? I start enjoying that meal a lot more. Why is the Bible not a very popular book in, in today's world the way it should be? It is popular, but why is it that it's not emphasized? Why aren't all the advertisers on earth putting Bible verses up and saying Jesus is King and Lord and, and, and honoring him instead of honoring all these other things? Because they don't appreciate what God has for them. And yet, if you are exercising spiritually, you will want to eat spiritual food. You will need spiritual solid food. So you will have to have spiritual exercise. So what can we do? What are some exercises we can do? I, I, I can tell you right now, there's billions and billions of dollars being spent to make us physically in shape. I mean, they're inventing all kinds of torture devices. I mean, all kinds of machines to make you healthy. They really are. If archaeologists were to look at us and all these machines, but they didn't see what they were used for, I think they would think they were like punishment equipment or something for some people. But, but really, what are the right exercises to make us spiritually strong? We'll just start with some simple ones like praying. Literally spend time praying to God. That means talking to God. But it also means listening to God in a conversation. Well, Brother Keith, I don't hear his voice. Well, he speaks to us in the Bible. You can read the Bible and, and learn directly from him. Sometimes he speaks to us through the Holy Spirit and, and leads us to a, a place where we have a peace about what we're doing. So, and he also can speak to us through other people who are Christians and mature people. So God wants us to pray. But another thing that we need to do if we are going to spiritually exercise is we need to read the scripture itself, take part in it, spend time in it, learn from it. It's amazing what you gain from eating that really rich food. Don't just take the milk. The milk is great but you need the extra, you need the solid food, and God will give you more solid food. Also, take care and, and, and look after other people. Say, hey, it's not all about my problems, it's also about your problems, and look for other people. That's spiritual exercise. You know, you could be doing something else, but you're taking time to call somebody and say, hey, how are you doing? What's going on, what can I do for you? That's spiritual exercise. The more spiritual exercise you get, 
the more spiritual hunger you get, the more food you'll take in, and the stronger you will get. Because what is the, resort, uh, the result? Good health, spiritually, and you'll feel better internally. God has your best interests at heart. In life, God wants us to be able to be exercised enough to where we're able to discern both, between both good and evil. We gotta be able to do that because in this world, you know what's happening? There's a lot of people that don't know the difference between good and evil. They just think one thing is just like another. They don't think, hey, there's, a, there's important difference. And we need churches, we need people, we need Christians today who are gonna say, I'm not going along with the world because they are going the wrong way. We need to say we've got a different path that Jesus has set for us. And that path is the path through Jesus himself. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. And he didn't say you're going to heaven because you're an okay person or you're not as bad as somebody else. Truth is, we're only going to heaven because there was one man who did something right, and that was the Lord. And we trust him to save us, and he's our only hope. And we need to be able to walk the right way. Jesus didn't give you life so that you could just be a baby. He gave us life so we could grow up and be like him. Now that's it. And I guarantee you, when I start looking at some of the things I complain about, and I start saying, oh, woe is me, I have to say, no, no, no. The Lord gives, the Lord takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Job was right, and God is always right. He tells us how to live, and he doesn't give you guarantees. There's no guarantee things are gonna always go right, but he can guarantee you're gonna grow up. You're gonna mature, and you're gonna be able to handle it. He's not gonna put anything in your path that you can't handle through him. Uh, like somebody had said in a film I think I saw, if God brings you to it, he'll get you through it. He really will. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Lord, thank you for this day, and thank you for this message from the Bible, which teaches us how to be mature. And even in the Bible days, people were not as mature. There's no magic generation that has all the answers, but the answers really are in you anyway. We are all flawed people. We act immature at times, and we get our feelings hurt, and we do things we shouldn't do, and we avoid things we shouldn't avoid. And we need, Lord, your help, because we need to grow up. So please, Lord, hear our prayer so that we'll have the right appetite and desire some solid spiritual food. Also, Lord, would you please give us the skills or help us train to become skillful in the word of righteousness, and please, Lord, help us exercise those skills in a proper way every day for your name's sake so we won't get lazy, so we won't get atrophy, so we won't be weak, but that we would become strong because, Lord, we know you've given the word and we know you're right. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.